Hello, everyone. We are live, episode 35 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. I'm here with Mitch. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Thanks. It's been a while since I've had my partner in crime on this podcast. I'm trying to bring you great guests every single week. I actually had a cancellation today, a bit of a no-show. It happens in the podcast industry, the gym industry, the coaching industry. You just can't escape. So today on our podcast, we're going to talk about the core four framework from Alex Amosi applied to fitness business owners. And the core four framework was just announced, just released through Alex's new book, $100 million Leads. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. I hope you're not too offended, mate. When I have pod guests on the podcast, it's episode 35 and their name. No name for you, just the title of the podcast episode. Well, I'm a bit offended already, mate, since I'm just a bit of a ring-in. Just, yeah. just, just whenever it suits you. Yeah, one of my side chicks. <laughs> All right, guys. So for anyone in the fitness business world, anyone, well, anyone in the coaching industry, Alex Hermosi is the man on everyone's lips, but I think even more so in the fitness business world due to the fact that he originally got famous from Gym Launch, uh, Prestige Labs, and Allen, which all helped gym owners get more money. So mate, do you want to explain, I guess, what the core four framework is? And then we'll start breaking them down category by category. Yeah. So this is 100% stolen from his new book, $100 million leads. So as much as I'd like to say I came up with this, I absolutely didn't, but have put it in to a, a document and taken some time to run a bit of a training. So it is more relevant to physical fitness businesses. Uh, I mentioned it in in the training where I feel like a lot of his coaching and a lot of his help around lead generation and just uh, his sort of business advice in general is more for like internet business. So I wanted to make sure that this was through the lens of someone who was wanting to improve their local fitness business and not one that is, um, is done uh, on the internet and then with a national or global setting, although it can work for that as well. So the context, context is so important because you hear about broad terms like how to generate leads, how to nurture leads, how to make sales when every single industry is different. And that's where having a fitness business coach use these principles and apply it directly to local gym owners. We're hoping that you guys get tremendous value out of this episode. So there are four four different ones, four different pillars, four different ways that he specifies that you can advertise and generate leads, not just in the fitness industry, but anywhere at all, any business you're in. And I think part of what Alex Hamozi does so well is he makes sometimes the complicated seem very uncomplicated and really simplifies everything. And that's you know much about that. That's a lot of what I like about him, and that's what he's done here. So the four different ways are. Firstly, one-to-one through warm outreach, 
there is one-to-one through cold outreach. There's one-to-many through posting content. And then there's one-to-many through paid ads. So we're going to explore all four of them here today and give some actionable steps. So if you are listening and if you are wanting to make some changes, you can do so from what you get out of this uh, out of this video or out of this podcast. Cool. So first things first, let's define a lead. So in the book, it is someone that you can contact, but we don't want leads. We want engaged leads. Typically what Mitch and I would consider a lead to be a name, phone number, and email. But we're going to break it down with the first category, which is what is warm outreach? Mitch, so what is one-to-one warm outreach? So that is effectively you reaching out personally, whether it be like an e- a DM, a call, a text message, anything where you can directly contact someone on a one-to-one basis. And warm outreach is anyone that you already know. So whether you already have their, their phone number, whether you have their email, whether they follow your Instagram page, your business Instagram page, whether they're an ex-member, whether they've opted into you know, a free trial at your gym 17 years ago, like anyone that does in some way, shape or form already know you. And it's often a lot bigger, like this pool of people is often a lot bigger than what people think. I think if you start to think about how many people that you know, whether it is in a personal setting or, or obviously a business setting, it is of, often more extensive than, than what people think. You've got obviously direct family and friends. You've got your Instagram followers, people who have opted into your you know website or your ads or been a member at your gym or their referrals um, or they're on your email list or they've called your gym before. There's... There's a number of ways that people can be considered a warm lead. And the way that he, Alex Moses, kind of listed it out here, warm outreach is anyone who already knows you. Yeah. So you know they exist. They know you exist. But that is on a very, very, very broad spectrum because I know my brother and I know the guy who serves me a coffee in the morning. (laughs) So if we were going to go down the warm outreach path, mate, of contacting one-to-one getting in contact, making them some type of offer. That's a lead magnet, starting a conversation or direct, hey, do you want to join my gym? What section of your warm audience, Mitch, would you start with first? So I think the the warmer the lead is normally going to be, I guess, I guess related to how long ago it was that they opted in. If they opted into your ad or opted in on your website three minutes ago, they're obviously going to be a much, much, much hotter lead than someone who opted in three years ago and you haven't heard from them since. In the framework that this warm outreach, what Hermosi says, is they are both considered to be warm outreach if you are reaching out to them. But like you said, there is obviously such a broad spectrum to them and I think it all comes back to recency like how how long ago it was that they opted in. And especially in fitness, we know that that is often like a fleeting thought for people where they are interested in getting in shape and losing weight and that can just as easily go. So whoever has reached out to you or whoever you've been in contact with most recently would be your hottest leads. Yeah, so tactical advice for gym owners. If you have leads already, you might contact the people that have opted in the last three days first then you'd filter the last seven days, 
the last 30 days, the last quarter, the last 12 months, and then you're really getting to the bottom of the barrel. But what I do want to say on this point, mate, and throughout this podcast, we're going to say what our opinion is, our belief, and whether it's your belief or opinion, it's completely up to you. But with warm outreach, mate, I don't like the idea of hitting up my family and hitting up my friends first and being that guy that's always asking for stuff. Now, nothing wrong with it. It's just our beliefs, our opinion, that if you are going to do the one-to-one warm outreach, that would be the absolute last segment of the audience that you'd want to want to go after. I think it depends for starters, how desperate you are and not desperate as in like in a bad way. But like if you are absolutely needing to to get three more three more members and X amount more dollars to be able to pay your rent or pay your staff or pay your equipment lease, then I think all bets are off and you should be doing whatever you need to to, to get those members. It also has to do with I guess how new your business is. Maybe when you are first starting out, maybe it's your first ever business and you've got a very limited budget. And for your first couple of clients, you, you might be reaching out to your your friends and, and your cousins' friends and your your vet and <laughs> you know people who are qu- quite close to you. But I think once you have an established business and once you aren't really in absolute desperate need for for these members to to be able to pay the rent next month or, or pay your staff or you, know, you probably wouldn't have staff at that point, but to be able to pay your expenses, you don't need to contact those personal connections, your, your friends, your, your family, you know, talking about it at a party or something like that. Th- those people will reach out to you if they want help. And I take great pride in, in never actually trying to convince any of my close friends or family that they should be joining our gym or, or you know, coming along and, and trying out our program. So one thing too, you mentioned, I guess, the recency of the lead. I would also add on top, mate, the intent of the lead. Once again, someone's opted in through a Facebook ad. Someone's raised their hand to a two-step post. Someone's liked a post on your page. Someone's commented a post on your page. Reaching out to them is considered warm outreach the same way I could do warm outreach to the person who serves my coffee in the morning. So I think two things, mate. I think recency and the intent of the lead. It's how you'd filter through your warm outreach as you start to go through the lists of people that you can contact that know you exist uh, and you know that they exist. Yeah. And and most, I guess, CRMs, like if you are doing emails or, or phone, like if you've got their phone numbers, you would be able to filter that from, uh, I guess, earliest to to you know, most, free, most recent to, to you know, the oldest and then work your way down the list. And I think that's a lot of what business is. It's prioritising like where if you're going to spend, because we all have a finite amount of time, if you are going to spend half an hour, an hour or two hours on this, where are you going to get your best bang for your buck? It's not starting back at, you know, fr- from your, the first lead you ever got or working it down in alphabetical order. It's, like you said, going back to who contacted you most recently and then looking at the intent of that that lead and, and starting there. So rapid fire, mate, you could email people, you could call people, you could text people, you could Instagram DM people that follow your business page at like, comment. Same with Facebook, Facebook group members, Facebook friends on your personal page, then also the leads that have opted in through your website or through a Facebook at a simple message. Hey, it's Mitch from Breakthrough Active. 
I'd love to invite you down for a free seven day trial. Are you currently exercising? Question mark and start that conversation. Now we will make a training on each one of these categories of what to do, but just a bit of tactical advice at the end of every segment. So just to summarize, mate, warm outreach is contacting someone that, 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 that knows you exist. You know them, there is some form of relationship and you're reaching out to them one-to-one to invite them into your program or to connect or to give them some form of lead magnet. So mate, let's move on to the next thing. One-to-one through cold outreach. So if what is, what is cold outreach? Well, it's if warm outreach is people that do know you one way or another, cold outreach and these cold people, people that have no idea who you are. Or if they do know that you exist, you don't know that they know. It would just be by, by chance. So this is cold calling. It's, you know, cold emailing. It's cold DMing. It's stopping people on the street, you know, stopping people at the shopping center. Like it's all those things where like they're just going about their day and then you're, you're, you're trying to get in contact with them, either email, DM, call in person when they don't know who you are. They don't know where you work. They don't know what you offer. They're complete strangers. I'll give you an example outside the fitness industry. It is door knocking for solar. I probably get one a week. I've never heard of this solar company. They're knocking on my door saying, hey, what was your last electricity bill? Would you like solar? That is effectively one-to-one cold outreach outside of the fitness industry. And Mitch listed through all the possible ways you can do it inside the fitness industry. <coughs> Mate, what is, I guess, what is it? What has our experience been with cold outreach for our gyms um, and fitness business consulting? Um, well, this is just my opinion. You can give yours too, but I don't like it. Um, I think it's invasive. Invasive? What was that? So invasive? Yeah, I I, I just think it's invasive. I I think it is, uh, in my opinion, more of a pain in the ass than it could be potentially helpful. It's not reliable. It's not really a good use of people's time because I feel as though that there are so many other ways that you can try to move your business forward and doing this but in saying that same as to our point before if this is the the, if this is the only thing that you can do because you've got no leads no money no one else to reach out to and you need to do this to be able to keep your doors open or pay your rent or pay your staff or you know pay whoever then do it because if this is the final thing then then you should do it but outside of that i think there are so many other ways you can do it from our experience doing it hasn't been good uh we have tried it on different occasions in different ways and never really gotten a good result from it so i guess for all those reasons we don't do it we don't encourage people to do it and then like i said only if you absolutely need to and it's going to be the difference between making it or breaking it so i'll give an email example it would be reaching out to 10 real estates in your area that you've never heard of before they don't know who you are inviting them down to your gym Phone number would be going on Google My Business, looking at plumbers in the area and calling every plumber, inviting them into your gym. Instagram followers for the business page. This is one that's become quite popular in the coaching industry, mate, where, for example, if there's gyms in the Adamstown area, we would follow the other followers of gyms in the area and try and start a conversation. 
I've had, um, we've had clients actually complain that it's happened to them and it really, really upset them. Once again, beliefs, values aside, Mitch and I aren't massive fans. Um, Facebook group members just randomly jumping into different groups and trying to start conversations. And my opinion, mate, is we used to have a very, very, very hard stance against cold outreach. I've definitely softened my stance a little bit, but it is, out of the core four ways, it is by far the worst way to get engaged leads that want to buy your things it's not just about the leads or buying it's also will they make good clients if you have to chase them down and they're cold yeah and again like i said before like i think you need to prioritize everything and like you said i think this is the worst of the four the other three and we'll discuss the other two here shortly as well we, we feel as though those three are much better uses of your time effort energy money and this cold outreach, one-to-one cold outreach, it's at the bottom. So perhaps you do have the time to do it. Perhaps it is something that you have a staff member who can do can do it because you're paying them anyway. But I wouldn't feel right saying that it is something everyone should do and we don't do it personally. Mm, 100%. And if you are going to go down this route, I would highly advise that you get a virtual assistant because there is a lot of work involved in terms of adding 100 people, sending 100 messages, having a spreadsheet of cold leads, having a spreadsheet, has that person replied, having a spreadsheet, has that person opted in for a lead magnet, have you followed up, did they use the lead magnet, had they booked a call, have they no-showed, have you sold someone? If you do cold outreach really, really, really well, I'm pretty confident that you'd absolutely crush paid ads. Because to do cold outreach well, it, 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 it is an absolute art form. It's just not something that Mitch and I have done personally. I, th- I think where it's like the thought, like you said, all those things you said before, the first action in cold outreach, the reach out, the sending out the big text, you know, a big email blast or adding a bunch of people on, on Facebook or following them on Instagram or sending out a bunch of DMs, that's only the first step out of probably 10 to 20. Because like you said, you've if they do reply, then you're following them up and then you you may be sending them a resource or you're, you're doing this, you're doing that. So there's plenty more steps in that sequence that you're needing to do to convert that person into a trial member or a paying member. And that's where it just becomes so time consuming. It's not just getting you know 20 emails of, of local businesses in your area and sending them one email. It's then if eight of them reply, which wouldn't be eight, but if, if they do reply, following them up, if you send out 100 DMs, and nine of them replied, then you've got nine conversations there you're working. And that's when it just becomes so time-consuming and so labour-intensive that it, it is just really challenging to get a result from it unless you have a dedicated staff member like a VA or you've got a team in place that are doing that for you. Mm. So an example of a cold outreach would be just adding a random person on Facebook that lives in your local area for the gym. Hi, it's Jamie from Break the Active Adamstown. Thank you for accepting my friend request question mark like or then ask them a question are you currently exercising or i've just created this free resource would you like it and then going down that pathway from there yeah that's about it cool well mate the next one is one that i believe in more and more and more every single day since running fitness business consulting and working with over 60 gyms this year which is one too many through posting content. Now, this is how you would take someone 
from a cold lead to a warm lead. I love warm leads, not a big fan of cold leads. So, mate, explain what one too many through posting content is. So, initially, when we had one to one through warm outreach, that is obviously messaging, email, calling, DMing people who know you one way, shape, or form. Cold one to one through cold outreach is like we were just saying emailing, calling, texting, door knocking people who have no idea who you are. One to many is when you aren't just directly talking to one person, you're talking to many, as exactly how it says. And how this is done, like it says, through posting content. So this podcast that we're making now, this doesn't just go to one person or just one person we sent to. This goes onto our platforms, they're going to go onto YouTube, it's going to go onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So in essence, every person in the world, all 8 billion of them could listen to this just from this from this recording. So that's where posting content becomes one-to-many. So that's a little bit of like the, the distinction between one-to-one through one-to-many. So we have definitely been doing more of this since we've been uh, in this B2B world, so working with other business owners and not consumers. But like you said, this is a way that you can warm up cold traffic to become warmer leads. So if a stranger comes across this podcast and listens to it and they have no idea who me or you are, they have no idea what business, business consulting or fitness business growth is, and they listen to this whole podcast, which might be 30, 40, 50 minutes long, they're going to know who we are then. They're going to know our business. They're going to know our names. They're going to know how we talk, what, what our beliefs are as it relates to this. They are no longer a cold lead or a stranger. They are, in essence, probably one of the warmer leads that we have because they have sat through and listened and consumed a whole lot of our content, 30, 40, 50 minutes worth, and they've listened. And if they've stuck around for that long, they obviously are liking something we're saying and buying into our concepts and, and can maybe agree or can learn some things from what we're discussing. And <coughs> that cold lead is no longer a stranger. They are someone who is warm, and I would argue that they're probably the hot, among the hottest people that, that you know would be in the network at that point. A good example would be if I posted our sales script, which comes with a 45-minute video breakdown, and someone sat through that video breakdown, and they booked in a call with me to chat about getting some sales coaching, what is the likelihood that prospect is going to buy over the phone after I've already built that like, know, and trust? So content is effectively a trust-building mechanism for cold people to become warm people, to raise their hand, and to eventually become an engaged lead. Yeah, and, and I, I discussed this when I made this training, but it is... I don't know what it is for us, more of like the, the fun stuff that people do. We enjoy making the podcast, you know, enjoy, you know, making videos and, and writing content. And, and I know for a fact that, you know, other, other coaches and gym owners do as well. It's when you can be creative. It's when you can really put your thoughts onto paper or put your thoughts into a video or, or into an audio. And I think it is something that people don't stick to. And I know in our early years, we had trouble with this because you don't get a direct result from it. You don't make a podcast and get someone opt into your podcast or email you an hour later saying, hey, loved your podcast, tell me more about your program, which is what you get from paid ads or, or any of those one-to-one uh, methods. So 
it is the ultimate long-term game, I think. And just because you're not going to see a return on your time and effort straight away, you know, in weeks, months, or, you know, maybe even years in, in some sometimes, it is something that if you've got a long-term vision to be able to grow your brand and to be able to make good, valuable information for your network, then we feel as though it's going to come full circle. On the flip side of that, because it is the fun stuff, I have seen fitness business owners go too far where they've got hot leads, they've got warm leads, they've had a couple of no-shows they haven't followed up, a couple of sales fails they haven't followed up, but they want to make the fun stuff. So if you are going to make content and do one too many posting a part of the core four strategy, I would encourage you to do the big rocks first, take care of your lead generation, take care of your lead nurture, take care of your sales, and then go make 100 reels. Yeah, and like we said with the first two as well, it's just about prioritizing. And if we eliminate cold outreach, because it's not something we really believe in, you've got the other three things, you want to be doing all three. And maybe if you do spend an hour making reels first, because that's what you want to do first, you better make sure the next hour after that you're following up your warm leads. And the hour after that, you know, you're working on your paid ads and feel as though a combined effort of all of those three things and having priority within that because we don't have an infinite amount of time. So if you do have an hour a day, maybe spend 20 minutes on each instead of spending an hour on making reels and zero minutes on, on the other two. I think one of the really important things made of one too many through posting content is to have an, the N-word, the niche. What are you consistently posting about? So fitness business growth by fitness business consulting, we help gym owners get leads, get sales, run a more profitable gym. So the fitness example of that, imagine if you've got an entire audience that loves the carnivore diet, you're making real and real and real after why carnivore is so great. Then all of a sudden you make a vegan reel. So identify what your audience is, what your niche is and make content directly to them. I've had a great quote, mate. It's like when you're making content, think about one person that you're making it for and speak to that person directly to provide as much value as possible. Well, you, you need to be consistent with your with your med messaging and, and, and your thoughts and what you're saying because if you are pushing something different or discussing something completely different every other week, people aren't going to trust you because it's like, hey, wasn't that guy talking about the carnival diet last month and now he's talking about being a vegan? Like I know they're absolute extremes. And people can change their mind. I'm, I'm not saying you have to be go to the grave with it, but you need to be consistent with with what you're talking about. And then, like you said, I think that's a really good good sort of framework to have. Like if you were trying to make a piece of content, think, all right, so if I was to say this to this one person who I know follows the carnivore diet or is interested in the carnivore diet, then I should make this content as though they were the only person that would, would see it. Yeah, I guess a less extreme example of that would be a bodybuilding coach that coaches IFBB bikini models get ready to jump on stage. And it is bikini model, bikini model, bikini model, woman over the age of 50, gen pop, lost 20 kilos, bikini model, bikini model, bikini model. And just the posting was a little bit out of order because where one too many 
is really great is if you can build an audience, if you can build a niche, people that like your content will consume your content and they'll share it with others just like them that will also consume the same content. Well, I'll give a more pertinent example, which we have seen a lot of. Group training gyms, you know, they're a dime a dozen. They're, they're, they're everywhere. There's, that's no, no secret. Different brands, different names, different you know, modalities, but it's all you know, group training. And if all of their social media is of guys and girls aged 20 to 30, they're all in fairly good shape. Guys maybe sometimes have their shirts off. Girls are wearing sports bras. And then you want to start targeting women in their 40s who are maybe pre-menopause and a bit overweight, wanting to get fit, feel uncomfortable in a normal gym, intimidated to walk in the four doors of any fitness facility. And they come across your Instagram and they see all that. What, do you, what are they going to think? Even if you've got a fit over 40 ad, which is targeting women in their 40s, there's a there's such a level of disconnect there that that person is just not going to go through. Then they're not going to pick up the phone. If they do, they're not going to you know they're going to end up seeing that. And they're not going to want to come in. But there is such a disconnect between what one person is saying, i.e., ad, i.e., salesperson, and what their whole brand says, that there is no someone's lying because <laughs> it's it's not for over 40s if there's nothing but people in the, the 20s on their social media or is it that they're embarrassed of having people in their 40s so they don't want to put them on the social media anyway any either way there is a disconnect there and there would be a uh, there would be hard for someone to trust that brand if they were constantly changing who it appeared as though their target market was yeah and if you're running ads for example, and you're booking calls and you have a really abnormal sh- no-show rate where like 80% are no-showing, there's probably a disconnect between the actual ad itself and the brand itself. So thus far, mate, we've covered cold outreach. We covered warm outreach, one too many through posting content. And, mate, I'm going to dare say and speak for you, our favourite one of all, one too many through paid ads. So, mate, what is one too many through paid ads? So just like with that last one with posting content, where if you, you know, make a reel, you make a podcast, you make a post, you know, anyone in your network, obviously pinning the algorithm, <laughs> can, can see it. And same with paid ads. So you make one ad, you put money behind it, 5, 10, 20, 50, $100,000 a day, and then that goes out to your intended audience, whether that is... Obviously, we're talking about local gyms here, so it's probably going to be you know, a five-kilometre radius around your facility, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, depending on how far into the city you are or how, how rural you are. And typically in that ad, you are calling out who it is that you're wanting to join your campaign, join your promotion, whether it's women, whether it's men. Sometimes it's age-dependent, but that one ad can go out too many just from one click of a button with paid ads it is just the fastest way to get there and in our opinion going back to you mentioned a few times now what is your priority if you can master paid ads it reduces the need for the other three of the core four and if you are doing paid ads 
and you are posting content one to many and you are doing warm reach and you are doing cold outreach, it all works together so well because the cold and warm audience will start seeing your ads. They'll click to learn more. All of a sudden, they end up in your posting schedule, one too many. You build trust really quickly. They're on a phone call. They're in your program, giving you a referral before you know it. Well, what I guess what doesn't get spoken about with posting content is you can make a really nice reel. You can write a really good email, make a really good post, and 50 people might see it. 40 of them do 40 of them are members, <laughs> the other 10 are your friends and family, literally. <laughs> and the chance that one of those 50 people, well, if it is those 50, they're already members or friends or family, but the chance that is going to convert into a member or a trial straight away, very, 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 very low. Whereas paid ads, obviously you need to pay to play that same post, depending on how much you spend, that's going to thousands of people. All who are in your area, all who are in the age demographic that you're wanting to target, all either male or female or maybe it's both, Facebook is so smart that it is going to put that in front of people who are more likely to be interested in joining a gym because it is a supercomputer that knows more about us than we know about ourselves sometimes. So in terms of the speed, I completely agree, but also just the time because what's recurring in these last three points is the amount of time it takes you to do things. And learning Facebook ads or having an agency do it or however it is that you get your paid ads out, it is fast. You don't have to slave away over your content for, for hours and hours. You, you don't have to be in, you know, looking in Google and DMing people through cold outreach. You don't need to be sifting through all of your old Instagram DMs or Facebook inboxes for your warm outreach. Yes, they are things you, you can and should be doing, but it just takes a lot longer. Whereas this, you get the campaign set up, you click the button, it's away. I think what you said pay to play let's define how much it is to pay to play if you're running ads in a local area running a brand awareness campaign it costs you between one to three cents to get someone to watch 15 seconds of one of your videos one to three cents so to pay to play at a very small budget you could spend five dollars a day on a video view campaign and before you know it, by the end of the week, thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people will know you exist. Mm. If they watch that video, if they click see more, if they click learn more, when you do run a direct response ad, they are going to be the first person that Facebook puts your ad in front of. Yeah. And that's where it all feeds into each other because you can make good content and instead of just putting it on your Instagram grid where your 50 normal people are going to see it, you can put a few dollars behind it on, on Facebook and start to generate some awareness for who you are and, and what you do and, and where, you, where your location is and, and what it is. And then, like you said, they, 
the people who are seeing it are becoming warmer leads. So when the time does come that you're doing a direct response campaign, those people are going to be a little bit warmer and more likely to opt in to your ad and do a trial, join your gym, do whatever it is that your ad is trying to get people to do. But it all starts with just having that mindset and being okay with I'm going to put some money behind this and I might not get anything back, which I think is such a huge roadblock for so many owners. They are wanting a return yesterday on the money they spend and it's being okay with knowing that this is part of what it takes to build your brand, grow your business and to keep your doors open. I want to give an exact example, mate, of a video views campaign that we're running with Fitness Business Consulting. Now, with this campaign, we've reached 12,000, or sorry, bear with me, made a mistake. We've reached 39,880 Facebook accounts. Facebook is smart enough to put that in front of gym owners, PTs, online coaches. Out of those 40,000 accounts reached, we've had 12,000 478 people register as a through play, meaning they watch 15 seconds or more of the video. You can even go even further and watch, see how, what, how long they've, they've actually watched for. And for us to do that, it's costing us 0.02 cents per through play. We spent $255.42 on that campaign. So 40,000 gym owners across Australia know we exist for $255.42. If I was to go down the cold outreach world or the warm outreach or even the posting content one too many, if I was starting at zero, it would take an enormous amount of time to do that. Yeah, and if you want to use that 255, it's like, well, you know, even the worst personal trainer or, or someone would probably bill, bill himself out at 50 bucks an hour. So it's like five hours, $250. How much could you actually get done in that amount of time? So when, when you break it down to the ridiculous like that, it just shows what a great way it is to build awareness, grow your business, generate leads, make sales, and, and ultimately keep your doors open if, it is, if you are a local business owner. Because if you're not running paid ads, someone else in your area is, and it's likely there's multiple people in your area that are, and they all the, you know, already have a leg up on you. Mm, yeah. Here's another campaign that we're running. I just want to dispel the myth that Facebook ads are actually expensive. So we're running a, a traffic campaign to drive people towards our YouTube channel. Once again, the YouTube channel is there for us to build like, know, and trust. So we've reached... 26,988 accounts. We've reached them 3.34 times. We've had 100,000 impressions. So those 26,000 people have seen this video 3.34 times. It's resulted in 3,910 link clicks, meaning they've left Facebook and they've gone to YouTube and it's cost us $983. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say everyone has $983 to spend but the, the myth that Facebook ads are getting so expensive, it's just not true if you have the long, the long game in mind. Well, it's, they're more expensive than they used to be, but that's yeah. the same as every single thing in the whole world, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. literally. So it's like sometimes you know, we hear of people that say, oh, you know, I used to get leads for five bucks each. And it's like, I can't get that anymore. Like, well, no, you can't, but you're also not buying your coffee for 
five dollars anymore, or four dollars, or three dollars. Like every, everything's just more expensive. So it, it's just this comes back, I think, to a mindset thing because you can tell people till we're blue in the face that you know Facebook ads is getting good value for your money and it's something that's needed to grow your business. But if people have just that scarcity mindset around money and maybe that's something so much deeper than, than me or you can break down, it's about their upbringing or, or they were broke when they were young or whatever it was, but it, it comes back to how people view money and, and their willingness to spend on something that isn't necessarily going to give them something back straight away. Because if you spend, what was that number, 500 900 $998 to reach, I've forgotten the number, but it was... $998. Like, so so you, you can buy a Rogue Echo bike for that. $900. Brand new. And there would be a lot of gym owners out there that would rather get that new Echo bike because they get the thing. You unpack it, you put it together, you bring it in the gym, your members are happy, it looks shiny, it rides well, it's not squeaking. Or you can put that into ads and potentially and hopefully grow your business. I think it comes down to mindset around money, it comes down to obviously strategy and everything else because the, the the other element of it is if they are spending $900 and their strategy is all wrong or the if whatever they're doing is completely incorrect, then, yeah, they're not going to get a result on it. And that can come down to their processes and things as well, which we're not going to get into today. But I think first and foremost, it's people's mindset around money that can limit them wanting to, do, to grow through paid ads. Yeah, and the thing is, if Facebook ads, if the perception of Facebook ads is that they are getting more expensive, it means there'll be less and less gyms advertising in your area, which means we've seen across 30-plus accounts that we work with, 60-plus accounts, about 30 of them, they're getting cheaper leads today than they were getting three years ago because there are less gyms running ads. And that's where... What if you're the last person that can afford to run ads in your area? What happens then? You, you get all the leads, right? So by having the right processes, which we're not going to talk about, by having the right sales systems, you can stay in the paid ads game longer. I was talking with a, another business owner who's not in the industry. She has a blind um, like door company. So she was telling me about her advertising and she spends $2,000 a week on advertising. Wow. 2000. And she's a local business, just like we are. We don't spend $2,000 a week on our gyms, but I've never actually met a gym owner who spends that much on ads consistently. Have you? Nah, nowhere near it. I know of online coaches that spend a lot, but never yeah. ever at a local level. So, I would say the typical gym owner spends zero. And then a gym owner that is open to running paid ads would typically run between 100 and 200 per week. And the upper echelon is like three to 400. So the reason I bring this up is I'm not saying that we or anyone should be spending $2,000 a week, but it is just putting it into perspective that there, there are other local businesses out there in similar industries. Obviously, it's different, but it's still still similar in the sense that it's local. Local business providing service product. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to get clients in Queensland if they're here in New South Wales. And they're literally spending, like, if it is $100 a week, 20 times the money on paid ads. 20 times. 
And I think that's just where if we can put into perspective that there are businesses, local businesses that spend that much and all that we kind of encourage people to do and what, what you need to get your head around is spending one, one tenth of that, $200 a week, one twentieth of that, $100 a week. And even just that amount of money is going to get you leads, it's going to get you people that you can call and follow up and have opportunities to sell into your program. But you also just can't try for one week or two weeks and spend $200 and say, oh, it didn't work. This lady spends $100,000 a year and has for years. And I just found that remarkable. Put it into perspective for me and it put it into, I hope it puts it into perspective for anyone listening that maybe what you start with might seem a lot to you, but in the business world, it's really not, not much at all. Yeah. And let's just say that you have zero dollars. You'd start with cold outreach. You'd start with warm outreach. You'd start posting content regularly to take that warm outreach. Ideally, you'd start booking calls, start making sales. And if you start making $2,000 a week, 100 grand a year, if you were to put 10% of your revenue back into ads, I think that 100K per year would go to 200 pretty quickly. And the 200 that you're putting into ads, it's a tax deduction. Like it's probably probably 30% cheaper than that than, than, than you're putting in your pocket at the end of the day. So I'm not going to try and sell you on paid ads right here, but... I've never met a gym owner that's been open for more than five years that has staff in place, that have the, have the, have the dream entrepreneur lifestyle, that hasn't invested heavily in paid ads and systems. Yeah, and I, and I think just to bring it full circle, if there's four ways you can do it, we don't really think cold outreach is that great, so we've got three left. This is the best of the, of the remaining three. Yeah, 100%. I don't want to put a percentage on it, but like it, it is the best and most important part of those remaining three. And those other two, posting content and warm outreach, are all going to support your paid ads. But then in saying that, your warm outreach is only possible from the leads you've generated through your paid ads. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's like that's at the top of the pyramid. Your content goes nowhere if you don't have an audience or you don't put, put any money behind it through lead magnets or through boosting posts or, or you know video views, campaigns or brand awareness, whatever. So think of paid ads at the top of the pyramid, posting content and or bottom of the pyramid. Whatever the most important one is, paid ads is there. We've then got posting content, warm outreach next. And then, like we said, the cold outreach is as needed. If needed, hopefully you don't need to, but if you need it to buy groceries, then you should do it. Let's do a rapid fire recap, recap mate. So we've got one-to-one through warm outreach. That would be hitting an email list. That would be phone numbers that you already have that have permission to contact. Instagram followers for your business page, Facebook inbox for your business page, Facebook group members, Facebook friends for your personal page. Ideally, you'd probably reach out with a bit of a lead magnet first before you go in for the kill. Cold outreach would be any person that doesn't know that you exist. So adding a random person on Facebook, sending them a message, going on Google My Business, getting a random email, phone number, sending them um, some form of communication. Once again, I'd probably start with a lead magnet, conversation, book a call, 
sell them. You're posting content one too many, which is what we're doing right now, which is making reels, making podcasts, posting about your members, testimonials, any piece of content that more than one person will see designed to help people understand your brand, to build like, know, and trust. And the last one would be running paid ads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, Google. But when we say paid ads for gym owners, really we're talking about Facebook and Instagram. Is that that about it, mate? Yeah, that that is exactly it. So I I think we'll we'll leave it with, like I said, we we like to leave actionable items. Yeah, so under this podcast, mate, I'm going to actually post the document you created and I'm actually going to post your YouTube training. So if you pair this podcast with that document, we should have said that at the start of the podcast. You'll probably get a lot more value as we're talking off the document. But just to to verbalize it, everyone everyone has some sort of list. Email list, you know, numbers of people who have opted in. They've got people who have... DM'd your Instagram, people who have inboxed your Facebook page, you would have a lot more people at your fingertips right now that you can email, message, call as soon as you get off and finish listening to this podcast. So if you don't have any money or you, you don't know how to set up Facebook ads, you, you, know, you don't want to you know, go down the route of cold outreach or, or you know, posting content is going to take too long to yield a result, start right there. You, you would have dozens, if not hundreds, if not maybe thousands of leads that you can reach out with. There's two things you can do when you reach out. Give them something for free that has a lot of value or just directly tell them about what you're selling. Hey, hey, my name's Jamie. I've just opened a gym. I'm inviting every single person I've ever met into my gym to experience a seven-day free trial. I'm going to help you get in the best shape possible over a seven-day period. At the end of the seven days, if you could leave me a positive review, it would absolutely mean the world to me. And I think the best way to do it is provide both, is, is to tell them about your core offer and give them something for free, i.e. free trial. You know, Included in that, there's going to be a you know, recipe booklet that you get free of charge and excellent, seven-day free trial. You can send that out to the dozens, hundreds, thousands of people either via email, via SMS. If you're game enough, you can call them. And if you do that, you will get people respond that are interested. And you can do Absolutely. that. You can do that as soon as you stop listening to this. Cool. Let's wrap it up, mate. All the documents, everything we discussed will be in the comments below and in the show notes on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. Guys, we appreciate your time as always, your most valuable resource. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Bye, guys.